You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to WoW Talk, the Mash Those Buttons podcast all about World of Warcraft, and sometimes Diablo Immortal. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm here with Ray Lou. Hey, hey. And Chris Harv-Greer. Oh, hey, what's up? And Eric Knutson. Hey, guys. And today is June 20th, and this is WoW Talk, episode number 215. And I, don't know, I feel like the WoW news is kind of dead lately. Um, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about some Activision stuff. I do just want to check in a little bit on Diablo Immortal. I don't want to make it too much about Diablo Immortal. We are ostensibly a WoW show. Yeah, but who's not? I mean, who's going to talk about exclusively Diablo Immortal <laughs> the whole time? Well, there there are Diablo podcasts. Uh, what is it? Shattered Soulstone uh, is, is one I can think of off the top of my head. And uh, West March West March Workshop. That's another one. So uh, yeah, they they're they're. I, I assume they're talking about Diablo Immortal because that that should be in their wheelhouse. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about. I I I find it fascinating, uh, just because it's such an interesting pain point for the company, uh, and it's generated a lot of controversy. I saw uh, somebody, it was it Paul Tassi over at Forbes, posted an, an article that was Redshirt Guy's response to Diablo Immortal. Um, again, the infamous Redshirt Guy, who you know, with the uh, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? Um, so of course he he got to have the, his last words about what Diablo Immortal is. Apparently he played the game for like 13 days, said it was exactly what he expected and then stopped. So, um, you know, uh, what are you going to say about that? So we'll, we'll find out what we're going to say about that. But that said, enough uh, rambling around here. Let's go ahead and get into it. Ray, what's been going on with uh, Order of Corrupted Souls? Um, I've been trying to tweak around with the, I guess, the community thing in WoW itself or whatever, along with guild uh, invites and whatnot, just to put it out there because I'm not. I haven't used Facebook in a gabillion years. It's just kind of there. So I don't use the classifieds there. And like, there's a lot to do in the discords for like recruiting and whatnot. But, um, but just trying to do that just because we had one of the guildies, like wanted to have like a conversation about like what to do with rating and all this other stuff, which I was very animate about opposing to just, uh, rating two hours a night or swapping it over because I'm like, people already don't come on time and trying to cut it short. Like, it's like, it's like the time where I was asked to go to chart to go to church and it was like oh all right you know downstairs church and upstairs church to separate the kids and adults because the adults was only in korean um you know and we go downstairs and we're there on time but then some of the other kids start showing up at 1 30 instead of one and then they're like well you guys are coming let's come in at 1 30 which okay we come in at 1 30 but guess the people who coming in late guess what happens they come later and i'm like i'm not going through that because i'm not going to be like oh guys guess we're going to get to raid for an hour you know for the next two days like that's just i was that was a hard pass for me because it's like no, like I, I was like, we earmark our time since the dawn. Well, since since we started raiding in 2010, like we've had the same two days for three hours a night, you know. And like, I was like, you have to understand, this is what we do for the people that do enjoy playing. Like, that's our time that we have that we earmark for ourselves to actually play 
because other people do play other games or they have jobs or a family or two jobs or school you know they have like all these other things that they have in their obligations so like that's what this time slot is for you know so that was just kind of thing so i was like you know because we do have a couple people who like they show up but then they're they're done after like an hour and 45 minutes because they're like gotta go to bed whatever you know i'm like well i was like the only thing we can offset for people that keep leaving early because they have jobs and stuff like that is to find people ahead of time so that when we lose you know one or two people because if one brings the husband and then she's like well i gotta go he's gotta go too why did you invite him to come with because now we're losing two people instead and you know it's, it's kind of like the conversation of uh when we had to, when i had to message the one tank who kept showing up late and i had to be like hey you know thanks for wanting to come with us but you know, I we're going to have to pass on you coming with our raid and I hope you find a better time slot because like it doesn't work out that way. Like it's better for someone to find a team that can completely, you know, adhere to the schedule of what the raid time is instead of like an a la carte, like you choose as you please and you go whenever you feel like it kind of thing because that kind of like puts a damper on the rest of the team, you know. So I've been trying to tweak around to see what I can do with like find having people sign up if they're interested in doing that and like. I know English is hard, but I was like, hey, you know, looking for people who consistently want to show up two nights a week for three hours a night, you know, like, that's important to me, because if they don't want to do that, then they don't sign up, no harm, no foul, and then I don't have to worry about that, but the, the half-assery is kind of frustrating. Or, or at, le at least they can be upfront with you about what their schedule is, and, you know, maybe, you know, like, maybe it's a consistent thing, like, hey, like, I can only be here one night a week for three hours, or right. I can, you know, right. I, cons I consistently, ha you know, I have, like, work at, you know, whatever time I have to leave, and, you know. I can be do the first two hours or whatever, and then you can say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, that works for me." You can say, "No, it doesn't." Right. But at least you know, at least be communicate that you're consistent. And if you say you're going to be consistent, then be consistent right. and show up at that time. That's that's the hardest thing. And I know, I mean, you know, I, what is it? Uh, you know, I, I know, especially as like uh, you know the, the parent of two kids, like we scheduled haircut appointments over the weekend, and then we got there like at the end of our appointment window, so like we just got in, but. Um, you know, I mean, it, it can be, it can be difficult under certain situ circumstances, if I could speak, um, you know, to make sure that you're on time for things. But, you know, like if you know that you have a problem being consistent, then also don't volunteer then or, you know, step back and say, well, what do I need to do on my end to fix that and make sure I can be consistent? Because this is, you know, it's not fair to everybody else that because you're very lackadaisical about your schedule that everybody else then winds up waiting around you. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it became a thing where people are like, oh. You know, hey, I have a friend who'd like to come or whatever, and there was no like vetting of the sort kind of thing. And you know, they're not in the guild at the time, so I couldn't like really be like, oh, okay. So it's like, all right, you know, that's cool. And then like, and you know, as most things go, they're like, okay, you know, it was fun, blah blah blah. But then they started consistently coming, but also consistently leaving. Like from you know, I'm just like, well, we'll see how this goes. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. like it sounded like she was going to be getting a new job with a different schedule or whatever, and it's been you know several weeks. Well it's been like a month and change now and it hasn't so i'm like all right so all right. the only thing i can do is offset is just trying to find some you know dps to just fill out and just have those extras though in case people drop like flies it happens you know one of the guys lives in alabama and he's like well tornado's coming i'm like stay safe see you later you know because you've got kids <laughs> and stuff like that i mean what you can't do anything yeah. <laughs> like stuff happens i don't, I don't know would the, would the tornado want to join the raid <laughs> i mean it'd be yeah. great because like it blows stuff away i'd love that <laughs> would that be a dps or a tank <laughs> it'd be a druid right aren't they casting typhoon or something or cyclone yeah like <laughs> horse of nature that's right typhoon <laughs> <Yeah>. sweet <laughs> but yeah so um 
So that's that's been on that end with uh, just me trying to figure out what to do on the end because, you know, and the other talk was, you know, um, people, you know, someone being unhappy with someone else and me having to explain the situation like I can always find people. But the problem is it's me finding people that will talk to me and for specific roles like a tank, like especially with tanks and tanks and healers and healers, like I can't find a tank for another tank because they might mesh well with me. But I cannot promise that they'll mesh well with you. And if that doesn't work out, I'm just going to keep trying to think I found someone for you. But because, you know, if a tank and I don't have a relationship like that, I'm only pulling shit out my ass and guessing at this point. So I'm like, if you would like to find someone, then you're going to need to vet and find someone that will work well with you because I cannot find that. I was like, that is like me trying to, you know, I was like, it's like your mother trying to find a girlfriend for you and being like, you guys need to get together and get married or whatever. Like, it doesn't work like that because your mom knows you, but not in that aspect of what you want out of life. So I feel like tanking and healing is the same way. Like, I wouldn't want someone to be like, I think this healer would be great for you, you know, and then be like, all right. And then like, nothing ever happens. There's no conversation. It's like, this is uncomfortable, you know, and then there's not enough like conversing and doing the stuffies I was, as I would like to say, you know, so, but yeah, so, you know, I, I'm doing what I can with it, but it's always just, I can only, I think, find just DPS because they come and they go, they're like a box of tissues. It's fine. It happens. Right. <laughs> so, like that's all I can do, but I cannot, you know, and for healers, obviously I, you know, it's fine if I find someone that wants to heal great because I'm already talking to them and I talk too much and stuff like that. But as for like a tank role, I was like, I cannot help with that. Like, you're either going to have to play a different role or we're going to have to find or you're going to have to be okay with whatever you have or take the time to find someone now until the next you know chapter of wow then we'll have someone but until then keep it open it's like it's like work right you know you need to write someone up but you got to start interviewing and finding other people for that position like this is literally what's happening like that's what we need to do you know so a little rough mm-hmm. but what can you do about that right so that's on that end um See, still doing M pluses, trying to at least get, you know, between one to four, not necessarily all, what is it? I think they cut it down from 10 to eight, right? For the three, the third box or whatever. So I tried to get a handful done and trying to help out people. And I haven't heard word from um, one of the other guys who would like to practice healing. I was like, I can come on my crap warlock and I can DPS on there while you learn your healing. I can promise I could usually not die and stuff like that because I already know what to do or whatever. So. Uh, no word on that person. I think they were sick last week. So, again, life happens. Um, I think the one fun one was we had to find a tank, and um, we signed. So we signed up for a uh, uh, Spiders of Ascension thirteen, and you know they accept us, and because it's a full group of us, you know we're everybody but the tank. So it's like, how could you not want a whole team of four? And I'm on my main. It's not like I'm on like, you know, my like ten ninety shaman or something like that, and. Take it and like so. I was like, all right. So spiders of destruction. I go. I'm like, wait. Did I sign up for theater of pain? Because he's at theater of pain. So I'm, so I'm like, all right. So I'm just like, I was like, well, I'm at the summon stone unless we're doing theater of pain, and I signed up for the wrong one, or I'll head over. And he's like, oh, oh shit, my bad. Uh, it's it's spiders of destruction. Pings the key. All right. So start summoning. Go over there. Everybody's there. Summon the tank. Then the tank messages with, I won't make it, fellas. GG. GTG. And just leaves, and we're like, dude, what just <laughs> happened? Because <laughs> we got like, it might have been like one one person that was like doesn't have a high score, but it's Jer, and Jer can do anything. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's totally fine. But everybody else is super like high IO and geared. Like, dude, what just exactly happened? Like, we just wanted to do this key. 
that's stupid. <laughs> just like, all right, I guess sign up for something else. It must have been us. But uh, I was told maybe. Blame the tornado. Yeah. Uh, well, someone said that. Uh, one of the guys said maybe it was because like some people will do that where they get the summons because they don't feel like flying over so they can do their own stuff. I'm like, but that's so stupid. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> in the time that wow. you, in the time that you have to have people summon you over, like you could have probably just flown over instead of having to like yeah look. I, I don't know. Like again, something I wouldn't do. So I have no idea and no understanding of why someone would do. That way. Maybe he was really tired and just realized how tired he was. I don't know. But even then, you could say something, or at least, like, at uh, least you know, come up with an excuse. I mean, I can always be like, "Oh crap, kids crying, gotta go." Like, even if you don't have a kid, like they don't know that. Well, true. <laughs> See, that happened during <laughs> that happened during raid because there's a bug right now that hasn't been fixed. Where I think it has to deal with hunter's mark. If a hunter targets and and clicks on them on the boss, it'll start the fight. So, you know, I have uh, method raid tools where it shows up and shows you who pulled, and it just kept coming up with the hunter, like, pulling or whatever. And one time it was the, the warlock, you know, and we're just like, what? And uh, so we had a pug hunter that did that. It's like, oh, sorry, that was my kid, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's fine. There's a there's a bug. They're like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, I see. You blamed your kid, even though it wasn't your kid. I was like, I see. Hey, you know, for, for all the work I put into raising these kids, if I can use them in a pinch, I'm going to do it. Like, right. That's the least reward I can get out of this. <laughs> that's how that works. I see. <laughs> I'm sure you guys would blame Hachi if you had to. <laughs> no, I wouldn't blame Hachi. Usually I'm just yelling about stuff, but we don't let him down now because he's a bad boy. Uh Oh, I know. Usually with Hachi, it's shut up ass face. Yeah, it's because he'll, he'll jump on my chair on the arm of it and then he'll swipe my he'll go into cat mode and swipe my mouse on the floor I'm like I needed that but okay that's cool I guess he's like stop touching that and pet me yeah <laughs> stupid <laughs> oh yeah so it's been pretty quiet for me on the front just mostly just M plus I keep meaning to want to like I, know, I just signed up for some other stuff uh, to get pings for trying to do like anybody calling out for like uh, glory of the so and so for uh doing the achievements for dungeons and stuff like that or like mountain runs and stuff like that so hopefully hopefully at some point i'll, I'll get around to doing that but let's be serious it's been god awful hot nobody wants to do anything our air sucks in this house right now it says it's 80 in the house i'm dying Ugh. i'm dying guys <laughs> that, that's rough i know <laughs> that's how it's been it's just been uncomfortable <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, go, uh, yeah, go, go, go! Find the coolest part of the house. Hang out there. Hopefully, that isn't the coolest part of the house where it's eighty because no. that's that's rough. No, the coolest part Actually, is where, where Eric, I'm at. Yeah, see, it's where Eric's at. But we can't sit, <laughs> we can't sit next to each other. So I'm just dying upstairs. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, the AC is old. It does okay if if it's like eighty outside, but it was a hundred and one. We hit I think yeah. today. So yeah, we had, we had the same came. problem. We had the same problem earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, it can't keep week, yeah. it can't keep up with that. No. I live in Texas. At least guys. it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're an adult, like Hold I told my, my coworker. <laughs> hold on, yeah. hold on. I'm gonna tell the same other adult that was in Minnesota saying, "Why are you wearing that outside or whatever?" Because you know my jackets aren't jackets to people. It's not a winter jacket, but it's fuzzy on the inside, so it's a winter jacket to me. Well, you're winter an adult. Jacket is a sweatshirt. No, mine's it's fine. <laughs> You're an adult. If you wanted to move because you don't like where you live because of the weather, you have every opportunity and chance to do so. And then he told me to fuck off. <laughs> but that's fine. 
I gave my answer. It's true. You don't have to be where you're at. If you don't like it, <laughs> start making changes. That is true. <laughs> so anything else uh, going on with the guild? Uh, is that about it? Well, other than that, the takeaway would probably be onto rating, which would be for Eric. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, this week we got Heroic Anduin down. Finally. Nice. Yeah, it was significantly shorter than like uh, our million attempts on Holandres. So that was kind of nice. Um, yeah, that one was it was like we we already knew what we needed to do and we already had the ability to do everything. There was nothing that was just like a hurdle. It was just there was like every time we tried to get something rolling, something would be going great. Like the pull would be going awesome. And then somebody would mess something up terribly and then it all goes downhill. Um, so we finally kind of got everything together and we got him down and then, um, put some, put a few attempts onto Regalon. Um, but that one, I mean, it was late. We got like what, maybe four pulls on it. Yeah. So we'll mess with that next week. So we're getting there. We're down to the last three. Nice. So making progress. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I just wanted to, uh, I didn't interject earlier, but I wanted to add more to like what Ray was saying about uh, with tanks. Like you can't just like throw a tank in to tank with somebody else. It, it Like a tank and off tank bond has to be really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're doing higher content, you can't just like throw in a pug tank and, uh, and hope for the best. Usually it's, it's something where like they have to be really good with playing together and kind of just kind of know how each other plays and then go from there. It gets, it it gets really tricky, especially like if somebody doesn't show up and then uh, we have to find a pug tank or something. It's like, well, we might as well just go do normal at this point because it's not even worth it's not even worth it. But I think um, that's what that was what helped so much for us before when we had um, we had tanks that were that would keep coming back all the time, like for like me and Dennis tank together for a really long time. And that was me and him, like, we didn't even need to call things out hardly anymore uh, until he quit playing, which was a bummer. But, you guys are like the, uh, the and literal then, hive mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and that, that becomes a problem, though, because you get so used to not having to call it out that when you do work with somebody and you have to call it out, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And, and it's like weird. You feel like you don't need to be calling out what you're doing because they should be knowing what you're doing. Right. But, um, yeah, Dennis and I worked together really well. And then Scott, too, when he... When he stepped up and took over the tank spot. Scooty McCooty? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Why do all of these references that you're talking about, wow, make me think of work? Because when you're used to working with somebody all the time, you don't even have to explain things. And then somebody else comes in it's, there. You have to explain every single little thing to them. It's because... Well, it's, it's the same. Yeah. No, you going, you're saying right? Oh, I was saying because uh, when it comes to life, anything that's a team-oriented experience is always going to be like that. Because you have to, like, you have to be able to, you know, spend the time to, or not even spend time, but take the time to get to know everybody so you know how someone will work, right? If you know, like, I don't know, Sally's really bad at mopping the floor, so therefore Byron will do it instead and be like, Sally, it's okay. Why don't you go refill the station on the side? I'll take care of the floor. You know, you kind of have to, like, know where you're going to make up for the slack and be like, well, you know what? Instead of them not doing work, they can work on something different. And, you know, that's just like the just knowing your team and being able to and, mm -hmm. you know, to it, it'll work out better that way instead of people being, you know, 
resentful or bitter or whatever because that's you know then it'll never work out it'll just be a giant mess of stress and tension and you know so yeah you always got to do it that way you know what i mean (laughs) or like me i say go make orders i'll do everything else (laughs) (laughs) yeah like in football for example uh, like the teams that usually have the best offensive line are the ones who had the least injuries and the offensive line has been together all season where it's the same you know five guys playing Every game for, you know, now 17 games straight, you know, and they, they, that gives them plenty of time to gel and work together. The teams that, you know, even if they're talented, the teams that are constantly replacing people for injuries, they usually, uh, you know, have problems up front and, and the quarterback gets sacked more. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. you, you'll just learn how to work with everybody. It's, are we talking about yeah. sports ball or ordering burgers and fries? Everything. <laughs> this applies to everything. The same it it applies to podcasting. When you've been podcasting for 215 episodes, you know how everybody talks better and when to jump in or when to let somebody go or when somebody's making an analogy and you really need to cut them off because they're just kind of rambling and they're not really talking about anything important. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. It happens. <laughs> it's okay, pal. Smoke your pal guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, as far as as far as new things for, for uh, raid progress. In the last couple of weeks, it's just, uh, just that we got done with Rogue Anduin and uh, looking at the last three bosses. Too. Yeah, we've been doing a very small team. Yeah, like for Anduin, 10, it, it 10, worked 11, out a lot 12. better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it worked out better with the small team than we did with the bigger team. Yeah, probably so. I uh, think um, on a fight like Anduin, like, it ended up working out pretty well for us. We changed the strat, so we had three healers, and we decided to only send one healer down in the uh, like the down phase. Uh, each time so one healer just stayed up and helped with um healing there's there's like a giant puddle that everybody has to get in and heal soak or whatever and uh keeping somebody up for that and then we've kind of worked out what um ads were going to get cc'd and what ones were going to be killed first and moved around we strategized really well plus then like in the uh second phase uh where you have to have like the not the divine star but whatever star he throws out not hit an ad it's way easier when you don't have like you know random chance of idiot not knowing what they're doing like if there's only a few people to get chosen for it and you can you can count on them to not aim it in the wrong spot um that helps out too so we were able to make it we were able to make it work pretty well overall rate is going well then mm-hmm. yeah and i got three bosses left um hopefully we get it before the achievement goes away. I think we got enough time. I think you've got time. I think we're almost it. like I always like worry that we're not going to get it. But when I go, I like went back and looked at um, the dates that we got the ahead of the curve achievements versus the date that that raid went live, and they're always about the same. And we always make it with plenty of room to spare. So there was, I think there was only like one or two where we got it like very last, very last chance. I feel like. I think like two massageurists was one of them, but well, we'll have to see. They haven't said anything about when season four is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get that announcement soon, but I, I'd say you still got time. Yeah, I think we're fine. We've made, pretty I don't think progress. season four is going to be too long because of how experimental it is. Mm-hmm. Right. But it'll, it, it, cause it'll, it'll come out and then we'll have a, you know, like three or four months and then, Everybody's going to be super hyped for uh, Dragonflight at that point. 
Dude, what if they do send us to the Ruby Sanctum just because, you know, dragons are coming? I thought it That'd was a funny, funny question. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I don't think that's funny at all. That place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just make you do a question in there, you know, so you don't forget about it. Mm, yeah. But that's the point. You forget about it. You're utterly forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harv, what have you been playing? Diablo Immortal. Because I can log in for like 20 minutes and do something. And they'd be like, okay, I'm done. Nice. And you get your first kill of the day, right? <laughs> yeah. You get your that's the thing I remember to click on every time. Right. You get your first kill, kill of the day. You get your free uh, your, your free little chest, which has nothing significant. And then you get As, your... Uh, ooh, I got a blue item. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and then you get your, uh, you get your, your uh, rare crest. So you'll have that at least. You, yeah, because like log, I said, log in every I, day. You do those three things. I always remember to click on those items and get them, and don't forget like almost every time. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is when you have too many things that you have to do your first logins of the day, and then it takes forever. Right, and then yeah, your first login of the day takes like all week. <laughs> yeah, I already have too much on my plate. Like I tried doing a little bit of the Diablo, but I'm like, no, I gotta. I have to run a group for Primeville, one for Dislate, one for Walker, one for WoW. And then on my own side things, because Eric doesn't play Animal Crossing, so I gotta do dailies in there for all the characters in there. It's almost like a half-day work shift at that point. I'm like, ugh. Oh, exactly. Really? <laughs> you got your little checklist, you got you know, you work for, you know, three or four hours, and it's time for, you know, a snack break or whatever, and you right. come back. Maybe you have a, 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 you know, hopefully an easier afternoon, or maybe that's when you have your meetings or something, or, you know, you change the pace a little bit, but you're still productive, and then you go home. That's and that's when you go to bed or whatever, because what else? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You've done everything at that point. Well, for me, it's more like I get home and I sit here for a little while because it's 11 billion degrees where I work and I just want to cool down. And then I start falling asleep and then I wake up again and I'm like, oh, crap, I want to kill things. Diablo for 20 minutes. Now my hands are sore. <laughs> cool. Close the game. <laughs> Wait, what? I was in the game for 15 minutes and saw 15... At least we have phones, guys. Memes. Uh, that sounds about right. And then you have chat on in the game. Complainer. I mean, I always read the chat. I don't. Oh, I don't participate I I, in that chat. I turned off the. I I turned off the. It was the whatever the orange one is. Is that the world one or whatever? I think it's the like the local area one, maybe. Yeah. Whichever one it was. That's the one that is constant gold seller spam. Yeah. Oh no! Did once you, you block them? <laughs> you block them. Oh, I mean. Once you get out of the starting earlier zones, it's not nearly as bad because, you know, they actually have to play the game at that point to access <laughs> those areas. <laughs> Apparently they have phones, but they didn't uh, they didn't play on their phone long enough to get out of the starting zone. You can, their battery's you can dying. <laughs> hey, man, this game will suck some battery life on a tablet. Let me tell you that. It will destroy a battery. But, uh, yeah... And then you watch a streamer play Diablo, and then people in the chat pop in and be like, oh, this game sucks. The worst gotcha mechanics I've ever seen. And we're like, we play Star Trek Fleet Command, dude. That $100, we eat $100 packs for breakfast. <laughs> there are confirmed people that have spent $1.5 million on Star Trek Fleet Command. What Blizzard is doing is nothing that we're not used to. It's, well, the, the problem, the fundamental problem is that the, the the people that want a Diablo game and ultimately they want Diablo four. Um, and the people that this game is made for are two, two different audiences. Mm -hmm. And 
by Blizzard capitulating and putting this game in the hands of those people that want an actual Diablo game, especially putting it on PC, and then leaving the, the mobile monetization in, they've just all they've done is just riled up, you know, riled up the audience. Give them, give them something that they kind of half want, but it's not what they really want. And you know, you're like, yeah, that, that's the thing is everybody wants a new Diablo, and Diablo Four will be here. What they just announced, it'll be out next year, 20, next summer, I think. Yeah, yeah. They said, uh, what is it? Uh, Phil Spencer at the Xbox presentation said everything that you see here will will be out by June of next year. And Diablo Four was shown, so that'll be out by June of next year. So we're within a year, which which looks is interesting. An awful like like Diablo Immortal with like the open world MMO feel, but it's oh, yeah, Diablo, well, which looks nice. Yes, and I think that makes sense. That you figure like that was the direction they're going in with Diablo anyway. And the, originally, their thinking was okay. Like we'll have Diablo Immortal on the phone. We'll have Diablo Four on the PC. But then everybody on the PC was like, "Well, we want to play Diablo Immortal," and so you know, they, you know, they they put it in their hands and. Um, yeah, it's, just saying, Blizzard, you better have controller support on Diablo 4 on PC. I'm going to be mad if it's not there. I would expect that they will, especially because given how well they did with control. Yeah, they did well with controller support for uh, Diablo 3. So I would expect I would expect that they'll have that. I mean, even they, you know, I, I was playing with the controller of Diablo Immortal. I did that a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I'll go back to the keyboard. I have definitely transitioned from that person. Like, who cares about controller support? I play on the PC. And then I got used to playing with the controller. And I'm like, this is all I want. <laughs> My problem is I think I need to adjust the key mappings. Like, I feel like the four the four abilities should be the main buttons. And they're not. And then it's like, I need to. And I'm like, I don't feel like doing that. I'll just play on the keyboard. Yeah, but you're not drinking your potions all the time. No, When, I, well, when you're trying I, to strafe. <laughs> Hey, all you got to do is learn the controller map, the button mappings for the Xbox controller, okay? But, yeah, so, no, it's, um, I don't know, it, it's not a bad, uh, that's, a, that's the problem. It's like, it's not a bad game, but yeah, the monetization is incredibly greedy. It's funny, though, too, because, well, I shouldn't say it's funny. Well, you say incredibly but, greedy, but it's on par with every other mobile game out there. Right, well, that doesn't mean, you know, but th- that's the thing, though. Th- that's the fundamental problem here, is that. Yes, in the universe of mobile monetization, like is Diablo Mortal an outlier? No, is it the worst possible like gotcha scheme out there? No, but like that doesn't make it right. That's literally the <laughs> everyone else is doing it, so why aren't I? Uh, you know, and and that's the kind of thing. Again, even here it is in 2022. After what the you know when was the Blitzchung incident? Because I feel like that was really sort of when like. Blizzard really kind of started like that, you know, their reputation started to take a hit. Um, you know, since then it's been what, like three or four years now. And, you know, we're still out there thinking like, gosh, darn it. Why couldn't Blizzard be the good guy? It's like, no, Bobby Kotick is still in charge. It's interesting because he's not, was it? They said the Activision, uh, Microsoft deal should be done by June of 2023. And here we are saying that Diablo four will be out by June of 2023. So I wonder if they're not trying to get that game out before the acquisition uh, or maybe the, the acquisition might be done earlier, and then they're trying to get that game out. So it'll be like, oh, Microsoft just bought us, hey, and here's Diablo 4. Everybody's going to love it. Um, you know, I wonder what the timing going on there is, if there's anything. Uh, but then again, it always felt like 2023 makes sense for Diablo 4. So um, so that all, that all kind of shakes out there. But no, it's ju- it's just that people people expect, people want Blizzard to be better, and this is not better. Uh, you know, from like a morality standpoint. And one, it's hard to impose morality on a company given the nature of capitalism. Um, and But two, it it's one of those things where I, 
I almost wish like they had just released this game in China, which is funny because they can't release it in China right now because apparently somebody from Blizzard went on, uh, I think Weibo, which is like their, uh, their, their like uh, Facebook or whatever over there. And posted something that vaguely uh i think they they, they kind of called uh no oh, what's his face i can't think of his name now the prime minister of uh or the chairman of china what's his name uh ping that's the last name right is it yes yeah, uh, uh right i think so i don't know why i usually know this i don't know why i'm drawing a blank right now but anyway Shang-Gi they they, 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 they called yeah. him like a bear or something and so immediately like blizzards <laughs> Wait, uh, is that an insult yeah because they say that he looks like <laughs> winnie the pooh they oh, like Win- so okay. they use Winnie. So like when they talk about him, they call, they talk about Winnie the Pooh. So you can't talk about Winnie the Pooh in China. So <laughs> they, they so they said something about Winnie the Pooh. Or they said something about a bear, you know, alluding to Winnie the Pooh. And so Blizzard's uh, Diablo feed on uh, Weibo got shut down. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh, we we can't release the game in China right now. We, we've indefinitely uh, suspended it. And so they're thinking like somebody over because again, like the the company has to have a seat on the board of Netties and. Uh, or not the company, the, the 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 government has to have a seat on the board of NetEase, which is partnering with Blizzard to release the game in China. So it looks like Blizzard got in trouble, um, you know, with, with, the, with the Chinese government. They can't release their game over there at the moment, um, which is ironic only because that's where everybody's like, yeah, this, mar- this monetization is going to go over like gangbusters over there. Like, that's where they're going to make all their money. Uh, as it is now, they've made, I think uh, there was, a, they put out a statement, they made $24 million currently off of the monetization over two weeks. And 40% of that was the U S and I think the rest of that was mostly over in Korea, I think mm-hmm. South Korea, I think so what? a mobile game being successful in Korea. No way. <laughs> right. So, so they can't hold on. So they, they can't release Diablo Immortal in China because one of their employees texted or like put something on social media so he's costing them hundreds of millions of dollars by being an idiot they put it on they did they did put it on there from under it's not just social media they they put it on there under the official diablo immortal account so it's not like it's not like they put on their personal social media and then they got the company in trouble like no they they two it was somebody from an american ip address so it was somebody who kind of knew what they were doing like you don't you know, like, 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 you know, like, they're like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't think this was an accident. Like, oh crap, I left myself logged into Weibo on the wrong account. Like this was, I think somebody who kind of knew what they were doing to at least kind of, you know, stir some, some controversy. Oh um, and man. Yeah, got them in trouble with the, so, the government. So <laughs> they had to have done it intentionally. Right. I, I mean, as it's whoever runs the page. We, well, that's the thing is you don't know. <laughs> you don't know who. I mean, I'm sure whoever runs the, you know, the, the Diablo Immortal Weibo account is like, it, it wasn't me. But then it's like, well, who got access to your computer to do that? It could. Right. I mean, they know who I, did it. They're just not saying. They, they they might. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, if they. Yeah, I was going to say whatever is going on internally to figure out who did this. Um, They don't know. But I mean, I, I suppose it could also theoretically have been hackers. Who knows? But. Oh, I can't believe their kids access the account and did all the things. Yeah, right. Blame someone's child. <laughs> Damn it, Hachi! Why'd you click my mouse? That just randomly had that typed in the box already. <laughs> so yeah, so so there's a little bit of a problem with getting Diablo Immortal released in its, uh, uh, you know, in, in its home market of China in a way. But you know, it's over here. It's out. You know, and it's it's. I think it's gonna be controversial until 
until we get Diablo 4. And the thing about Diablo 4 is there's still people who are like, I don't trust Blizzard now. I feel like they're going to try to monetize the hell out of Diablo 4. And I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not, but you're not pulling well, for, for starters. Diablo 4 is going to cost 60 bucks right off the bat. Like, you know, it's going to be a regular standard PC game with an upfront cost. And once you put that into play, you can't turn around and then be like, oh, hey, you know, do you want to buy this chest at the end of your dungeon? Well, now that's going to be an extra five bucks. Like you can't, I mean, oh, you can do that, but that is like, that's going to seriously, seriously go over poorly. Like I have, I have a feeling like, will there be cosmetics that they're going to charge for? Of course. Like it, it kind of like what we see with wow. Um, you know, where then maybe they'll have some mounts, maybe they'll have some armors and stuff that you can buy. Um, but nothing too outrageous. I don't think you're going to be paying for like, you know, extra loot in end game, like with the, the legendary crests. I don't think that that's a, a, a sustainable model for an actual PC game because the other thing too, is, you know, like they're the way they, you know, their, their typical revenue streams in addition to the cosmetics and whatnot that they add on, but it's generally put out the game for 60 bucks, get all the money, then, you know, put out DLC, you know, uh, you know, an expansion, maybe a new class, you know, you can, you know, that kind of stuff where you really feel like you're paying for something that you're getting value for. I fully expect that will be the kind of monetization we see. And they've even said as much thus far. Uh, the problem is that people don't trust the people who've said what they've said thus far. So, you know, you, you know, you, your mileage can vary with blizzard. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, Isn't overwatch two going to be free. And then you'll probably have to pay for random junk too. Yes. The, well, they kind of already said that anyway, but now they're making the full thing, the whole thing like free to play. Um, because it, you know, even before you needed to pay, like you know, buy Overwatch and then you could play that. And Overwatch Two, the PvP stuff was just going to be rolled into Overwatch One. So if you had Overwatch One, you just get it anyway. And then the Overwatch Two stuff um, would be in addition, you know, the the the, the single player stuff. That's really what everybody wants: the single player Overwatch content. That's going to cost a little. Bit. It's almost like they learned from Destiny when they made it free to play. They started making a whole lot more money. Well, that's. I mean, you know, but that's the, that's kind of the sick thing about this is that we all know that when you go free to play, you make start making a ton more money, be, you know, because, you know, depending on how you break up your monetization, I mean, you go free to play, make everything free and then you're making no money because you have to charge for something in there somewhere. But the problem is that it's always on the backs of the people who pay a lot. There's and, and I mean, some people, they have the money, they can afford it. If that's how they want to spend their money, that's fine. But then, you, you, you know, you always hear the stories about the people. I didn't realize I was spending that much. Now I have, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to pay for food. And it's like, okay, you know, like those people you got to watch out for. Got to have discipline, man. Yes. I mean, I've had so many people be like, oh, you're playing Diablo Immortal. I hope you don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, I haven't spent a dime because (laughs) I've played mobile games before. And and the thing is, though, like, I'm sure plenty of the people still playing are in that, you know, mindset. Or maybe they've only spent like, you know. Maybe twenty dollars. I mean, obviously, people are spending money. As we said, they made twenty-four million. So, like, there's definitely a market out there. Um, you know, you can joke that plenty of that money is from streamers who are trying to show how much the game costs by throwing thousands of dollars at it to be like, "Look, I've <laughs> spent four thousand dollars and I still haven't gotten a legendary gem." Um, then they make videos that they're mad. This is the same thing as Diablo Three. I'm like, yeah, it's always been that. It, we knew yeah. it was going to be that. Yeah, it's yeah. But well, I, I will say though that. Um, Blizzard did get me to spend money from Diablo Immortal. Not on yeah. Diablo Immortal, but I was like, I'm enjoying this, but yeah, you know, I'm looking at the the shop and I'm like, man, you know, this is making me not feel right. I was like, you know what? I kind of miss, I miss Diablo 2. Let's go buy Diablo 2 Resurrected and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went and I bought Diablo 2 Resurrected and I just sat there for like 10 minutes just toggling the graphics like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does like, it, it have controller like, support? It, I believe it does. I believe it does. I have to, I have to check. I'm mildly interested now. Um, but yeah, but no, there's like there's just one button. You just toggle right back and forth between the two graphics. Because I mean, you're like, oh, this looks great, and then you toggle it. And, like, I mean, it doesn't look that bad. But like, yeah, it's like this is what I remember. Like the the blocky old sprites, and then you know, all of a sudden, boom! Like everything looks really nice. So remember when they had that uh, event in Diablo three where you could go and play with Diablo one graphic? Yes, that was yes, fun. yes. That's what I want. The full. I want that brought because like that's the thing right now. I have on my Blizzard launcher. I have one, two, three, like all or not one, two, three. I have uh, two immortal and three all lined up, and it's like I didn't even realize. Like I went back and played through the first chapter of Diablo two, and then like I'm like, oh crap! Like all these characters are in the beginning of Diablo Immortal. Like I forgot like how like closely the narrative is tied to each other there. I'm like I should really like I I should really like study this more. <laughs> but like no, I don't I don't have time for that. But, yeah, I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to play games. That's why I play Diablo Immortal because I can play for fifteen exactly. minutes and oh, exactly. Cool, and, the game, and the game's like, "Up, oh, pay more to play." I'm like, "Nope, that's my sign to go do something else." Oh, I did a dungeon. Hey, we unlocked an exclusive pack. This one's only twenty dollars. I'm like, "Now I'm good." Bye. No. All right. It's like when you're at a store and then you've been like, you know, kind of like, you know, browsing like the the racks for too long, and then the like the employee comes over. Like, can I help you with anything? I'm like, nope, time to go. All right, bye. <laughs> All right. It's like, nope, just looking. <laughs> nope, not spending any money here. Just killing an afternoon at the mall. <laughs> what you don't know is I came in here with the intent of spending zero money. <laughs> I just wanted to touch things. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Diablo Immortal? No, I'm enjoying it. I mean, going in knowing exactly what it was, it's exactly what I expected it to be. <laughs> so, so let's move on here. One other... One other piece of news, news that I want to talk about um, is that there was, I think, an SEC filing from Activision Blizzard where they talked about their uh, their internal investigation into systemic harassment, and they reported that there was no evidence that the board of Activision Blizzard, um, let me see if I can find the exact wording here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Activision Blizzard has shared that the Board of Directors and its Workplace Responsibility Committee of Independent Directors have concluded that there is no evidence to suggest that Activision Blizzard senior executives ever intentionally ignored or attempted to downplay the instances of gender harassment that occurred and were reported. So basically they're saying that we looked into it and we couldn't find any evidence that any of the, the, the higher ups at the, uh, the company, the board or the executives intentionally ignored or downplayed any reports of sexual harassment. And of course, everybody's like, wow, what a surprise. Activision Blizzard clears Activision Blizzard. You know, it's like, I asked my kid, did you have your hand in the cookie jar? And the kid's like, no. And it's like, well, I see you're, you're holding a cookie. Like, but, <laughs> but, you know, but not it, in like, the jar right now. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No, I dumped that out onto the floor and then got it. So I didn't stick my hand in there. Well, there you or Yeah. You just smash the cookie jar and you just grab all the cookies. There you go. Um, Exactly. Right. You, you know, it's one of those things like you ask somebody, did you do it? And they're going to say, like, of course, I, didn't, you know, you know, but I think it goes a little bit beyond that here in that we know that their HR department was caught shredding documents. And I think it's not unreasonable to ask, would those documents, if investigated, have constituted evidence that the board knew or ignored or downplayed about the reports of sexual harassment. What I get from this is, yeah, 
sue us. You're not going to find anything. Right. Well, that's the thing is they, I mean, that's the unfortunate thing about this is like the, the, the company did its job. If, if you figure that, you know, part of the, the, the way the company is structured, especially in this case is that like, you know, like one of the things they say is like HR is there to defend, to defend the company, not to defend the employee. And so the HR department is not going to report the things they're supposed to report. If they're going to report them, they're going to, you know, do it in a way that is untraceable, you know, so they might very well tell Bobby Kotick or somebody like, Hey, you know, so-and-so reported sexual harassment, but they're not going to do it in an official channel. They're not going to do it in anything that's recorded or documented or anything like that. If they're going to pass that information at all, because the other thing is that, you know, the whole, the whole point of plausible deniability is like, well, they never told me. I don't know about that. You can't prove that I knew about that. You know, how would I know about that? And that's what we're seeing here is that any evidence that any information would have made it up the chain the record of that information at making up the chain was wiped out. And so, so it doesn't mean that the information never made it up the chain. I'd fully expect that the information did make it up the chain, especially if you assume that, you know, some of the people like Bobby Kotick himself, who, you know, who's, you know, ha- was accused of sexual harassment in certain instances were doing it themselves that they would have, you know, that they would have known about this. And so it's, it's frustrating. It's disheartening. And it's just, it, it just makes the, and I know Microsoft isn't perfect. I know, you know, they, they've had their own issues that said, Phil Spencer seems like a stand-up guy so far. You know, I, 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 you know, maybe I'm, I'm that naive little kid. I'm pinning all my hopes on this Microsoft acquisition to at least kind of get the, the bad, you know, the, 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 the bad people out from uh, the active, you know, from the Activision board, get the Activision board and Bobby Kotick out of the company and get us under new management and a new system where we can, you know, try to hopefully have some actual change, have some responsibility and accountability put into place here. Um, I know that Microsoft said after the, uh, the Raven workers had voted to actually, um, you know, form their union, uh, you know, and then it took, it took like a month for like Activision to be like, okay, yeah, I get, you know, legally we have to recognize their union. So yeah, we'll recognize the union. Um, you know, good job by Activision doing your legal job. But uh, Microsoft said, like, look, if you guys want to unionize, like, we are not going to stop you. Like, that is your right. Like, Microsoft took a very, uh, it was supposed to be like a state, statement of neutrality, but they basically said, like, look, like, we're not going to get in the way. Like, that's something you guys want to do. That's your prerogative. That's your legal right. You do that. Um, and that, I mean, that that's, that's prompt. I think there was a little bit of negotiation in that because up until that statement, the union had actually been encouraging the uh, FTC to investigate the Activision Blizzard merger and make sure that, or the Activision Microsoft merger and make sure that this wasn't going to be uh, to, to have any sort of, you know, negative co- influence, uh, negative consequences for the employees, you know, that it wasn't going to wind up being anti, anti-employee, anti, uh, you know, worker that this was, you know, something that would only develop benefit the companies. Um, you know, they want to make sure that they'd be protected. And then once, once Microsoft put out that statement, the, the union, uh, basically said like, okay, you know what? Like you guys are cool. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're okay with this merger going forward. You know, we're in support of, you know, Microsoft buying blizzard or active Activision blizzard. So I wonder if there wasn't some kind of negotiation in the back end to the, to like, okay, we'll make this statement and you can make that statement kind of thing. Or if that was just the way it worked out, because once Microsoft kind of gave their blessing by saying like, we won't stop you guys, you can go ahead and unionize, you know, then the union's like, okay, well, we don't really have an issue with that. They may have been their only issue that they were worried about. So it was good to see kind of that all play out a little bit. Um, you know, I do still see, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, some members of government in particular, I keep seeing uh, Elizabeth Warren keeps kind of talking about, well, you know, the FTC needs to investigate, you know, these kind of, you know, mergers or, you know, you know, consolidation of the industry are usually bad for employees. Um, you know, and I, I'm just like, like 99% of the time I'd agree with you. I don't like mergers, but in this case, like if it gets Bobby Kotick out of there, like that's the biggest thing to me is like, I, I don't care what we need to do to get him out of there, but that guy needs to go. And hopefully before June of 2023, uh, the sooner the better. But yeah, it's just, it's just frustrating to see Activision kind of be like, well, we didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, no, we like, of course you would say that we know you did. This was a this was a pointless exercise. You made me talk about this now for like five minutes. That was pointless. Like, it's just like everybody's time is wasted on this. Somebody, I guess a bunch of lawyers got paid a lot of money, but that's, you know, that's their business, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's just, uh, it's just frustrating. That's all. Well, now you know what it is to be an adult, Nick. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So yeah, let's, let's move on here, uh, real quickly in the news. A uh, few little, few little tidbits here. The uh, Dragonflight internal alpha is now on the Blizzard catalog. Um, so I don't think that's actually in the in the launcher yet, but uh, you can check to see. I don't know if you can check; it might be in the code somewhere. But yeah, like there's there is a Dragonflight internal alpha going on, which is not surprising. Um, where you know employees can play that. Uh, I guess uh, I don't know how that works as far as is it everybody at the company? Is it just certain people? I don't know. Shocker like, to the uh, internet, Blizzard does. Test their games before they release. Them. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's always testing going on, but to what extent of what they're going to do and what to deem worthy to fix and not fix—that's the tricky part. As someone who's they're, done this before, I, I was going to say, I, like um, Fallout seventy six, that was a very buggy launch, and there was a tester, I think, on Twitter who said, like, "Oh yeah, like we knew about all those bugs, like." before the game launched like you know we did we we documented them we recorded them they were just too swamped to you know or or they just you know didn't get them out for whatever like you know i don't think you could speak to why the developers didn't get things done but he was like look we knew about them we we knew what was going to happen like we watched it in real time and we saw and we're like oh this is this is exactly what we thought was going to happen um (laughs) you know so it's it's but it that's looks one of the, good when they put out a game and then they're like oh no it's all messed up and then they patch them they're like well at least they patched them they're working on it. <laughs> there's there's actually a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes of why things happen the way they do. And unfortunately, it's not always on the developer's end. As when okay. they tell you, hey, I need everybody to write 100 bugs each whatever, which is this many in a day. Where they start worrying more about numbers and overwhelming the developers with like a billion trash bugs. It's really annoying. I will tell you that from experience. We we need you to justify your own job. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is there was an article I saw that talked about uh, after the release of Cyberpunk 2077, which was so bugged that they took it off the PlayStation Store for a while, Mm -hmm. um, that now developers are actually more likely to delay games because they're like, oh, we don't want to be like Cyberpunk 2077. That was bad. Like we actually <laughs> want to make sure we take care of the bugs. It's so funny because so, that that game was delayed a ton already. Right, before they left. right. <laughs> and, and so, because uh, I because I guess you know, we had like the summer games fest in the last few weeks with like I mentioned I re- referenced the Xbox announcement. Um, you know, and there were a bunch of games announced and stuff, and everybody was like, "Oh, like a lot of games are getting delayed, or there haven't been as many games lately." And and this is where we're feeling the effects of COVID two years ago. Like all the games that were in development two years ago that got their development process messed up 
they should be coming out now, but you know, it's like a ripple effect. Like it, you know, it just took a while for it to propagate for us to actually see the development times getting affected. Now we're seeing it in the number of games that are ready to come out or not come out. And yeah, they're like, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, a game got messed up by COVID develop or, you know, the development got messed up by COVID coming out, you know, happening, not coming out. COVID didn't just come out. It was, <laughs> it happened. but, uh, yeah, so our game got messed up by COVID. So, you know, we, you know, it's very buggy. Let's push it back because we don't want to be like Cyberpunk 2077, which frankly is a good thing. I mean, you know, ultimately when you, you want a game to come out as a stable product, um, you know, I don't think anybody looks at Cyberpunk 27 and says, oh, look, they, they patched it. It's good now. I mean, even then, like No Man's Sky just now, you know, in the last year or so, or, you know, is finally getting around to the point where people are like, hey, No Man's Sky is actually turning into what it should have been. <laughs> you know, it, it took them, took them long enough. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's it, it's you know, game game development. That's one of those things where so many people are so quick to assume they know how it works, and you know, and I'm probably guilty of this too. I've probably, with no information, have said things about how game development works, and and I've been way off the mark. But you know, if you ever like follow any developers on Twitter or, you know, read any developer interviews, I mean, they'll, they'll, I mean, obviously they can't tell you everything that's going on behind the scenes. Not initially. Um, usually you have to wait a few years when they're with a different company where they can finally give that information like that fallout 76 Q and a developer who, I don't know what he's doing now, but I, I would guarantee he's not still working at Bethesda if he's talking about that. But you know, he, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and we have no idea. We have no idea. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure that, you know, the developers, one, it's frustrating when people yell at them and call them out and like, well, why didn't you fix this? Like, you, you know, why didn't you know? Well, one, cause obviously Q and a gets a lot of blame as I'm sure Ray can attest to. Um, even though, you know, like I, like we said, like they know about everything. QA knows about everything. They're, they're the people whose hands are in, the, in the actual game. Like the de developers, their hands are in the code. QA, their hands are on the actual game. They're feeling all the edges of the product. They know every little thing that is not right and in place. And Why all they can do is make this creepy, Nick. How uh, to make this creepy? It's their his hands brain. Are on it. <laughs> it's Harvey's brain. brain being. He's being. He's being bad. I don't know. I didn't think I was making it creepy, but all right. Their their hands anyway. are on the code, massaging the code. Well, well no, it's just those it's those just are Harv's words now. Right. <laughs> it's just what they're it's just what they're looking at. Like it's it's the, you know it's just their experience as far as you know they're they're in the code. I'm sure they know the code very well, but they you know and QA because they interact with the game, the actual you know game product. They know everything you know because they're I mean you're all over the map. You're looking in you know you're. you're you're looking at like a window or a door like 80 times, right? I don't know. Oh, uh, yep. know, so, yeah. <laughs> yep. So like you, yeah. So, you know, like every pixel on that door by the time that you're done, like you could, you know, and yeah, you know, it, it's, it's to, to sit there and say like, oh, you know, you know, like the developers, you know, they didn't know, like, no, they knew, they knew about that, but what, for whatever reason, they didn't fix it. You know, it, it's the same thing. It's the same thing you hear about, like, oh, you like they just didn't care about this, so they put put it out. It's like, no, everybody cares. Nobody's coming in and and you know, being like, yeah, whatever, we'll put out a crappy game. We don't care. Like, everybody on that project cares, but there are just forces beyond, you know, their control. Be it the executives, be it you know a global pandemic, be it you know whatever that 
it winds up affecting their ability to put out the product, the quality product that they want. And so, you know, and I think that's, you know, going back to what we were talking about Blizzard earlier and everybody being disappointed with like Diablo Immortal is that for the longest time, Blizzard seemed like the kind of developer that they would throw the necessary resources at a product to make sure that it met their vision and a standard of quality that we could expect. And they didn't care about how long it took them or how much money they had to spend up front because they knew they'd get it back on the end. And, you know, that's why that's always, you know, TM soon and, you know, Blizzard, you know, Blizzard ready and, you know, all, all those, you know, you know, memes, you know, they happened because Blizzard would delay a game until it was ready, until it met their, their standards. And then they could put it out and you knew it was going to be good. And not to say that Diablo Immortal isn't polished, not to say that Diablo Immortal didn't come out, you know, it came out it met their vision. <laughs> it met their vision. I mean, yes, there are bugs. Technically the PC version is in beta. Um, overall, I'd say it was a fairly smooth launch. I don't think there were many problems with it. Like from a technical standpoint, it went very well, but the problem is just that that vision is different from what people wanted. And then to sit there and say like, Oh, well the developers agree. It's, it's not, the developers have no say over that. They just want to put out a fun game. You can tell they put out a fun game because that's what they did. The problem is that, you know, whoever is in control of the money in the monetization, we can throw that back at Bobby Kotick, um, you know, but, but ultimately it's, you know, it goes down the chain from him. You know, they were like, oh no, we're going to, we're going to monetize it this way. And that's, that's, what's disappointing is to see the, the marketing people. But even then I'm speculating, you're seeing the marketing people, you know, this, to see certain people in the company who are presumably not the developers, you know, kind of get their hands in, into the, into the, the pudding there. Uh, in their hands in the cookie jar. If I can continue a metaphor, then we'll go with that. But yeah, that, that's that's what's disappointing there. So, uh, well, as someone who has played a Netties game before, I was not shocked in the slightest. Right, right. And then one last uh, little bit of news to mention here um, is that uh, David Harbor of Stranger Things and Black Widow and Hellboy. Um, I guess he was doing a Stranger Things interview, and he kind of mentioned that he used to play like a night war, night elf warrior in World of Warcraft, <laughs> and he kind of got embarrassed about it. And it's one of those things where, like, some people they play WoW and they're very proud to announce that they play WoW, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, I used to play that; it was awesome, it was fun." And he kind of was like, "Oh, I wasted a lot of time playing that. It was, it was that was a tough part of my life." Like, clearly, the raid nights got him through. I guess uh, you know maybe this was earlier in his career or whatever. Maybe he was struggling, but uh, yeah, like. You know, like the, you know, it's it's just kind of funny when you see like the, uh, you know, when you see like famous actors and they're kind of like ashamed to mention they played WoW. I mean, you got Ronda Rousey and Mila Kunis and uh, what was it, uh, William Shatner? Like all the guys that were back in the the WoW ads, like they're all you know they're in the ads. Of course, they're proud proud to play WoW because they're you know at least or at least they're proud enough that they'll take advertising money for it. But, you know, <laughs> Mr. Henry, T, Henry, Mr. T, or, or yeah. Henry Cavill. Um, you know, they're all, Henry Cavill's all about that gaming life. I mean, he is the Witcher. So. <laughs> like that Dave Chappelle be- video where he's at a stand-up show and somebody in the crowd's yelling, did you play World of Warcraft? And he's like, no, I didn't play World of Warcraft. And then he waits. I didn't see that. I played the hell out of Warcraft 3, though. But, yeah, no, it's just funny to see actors kind of like, be like, eh, yeah, you know, I, I, I did that. I'm not necessarily proud of it. And it's like, okay, well, you should be proud. There's no harm in being proud of that. Isn't that the one oh, where no. he said he was game. playing and then he he realized what he was? Oh, wasn't was that the one where someone was talking about The Sims Four as well, or playing The Sims? Yes, I think okay. so. Yes, I think I watched that one. Yes, yeah. So yeah. So now let's take a quick look back at episode number one fifteen. That was when we had as our guest uh, Frasley, 
so we this was right after uh, the burning uh, or the, right after the burning of uh, Teldrassil. It's right after the BFA launch. Uh, we're talking about that. Um, we talked about uh, the best way to earn reputation. Uh, we talked about the Warbringers, a Shara short uh, that was released at Gamescom. Um, we talked about there was a dev Q&A where Ian addressed mob scaling concerns. Uh, BFA was the fastest selling WoW expansion with 3.4 million copies sold in one day. I don't think I don't think Shadow Shadowlands broke that. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Remember yeah, so when we was, used uh, to have those dev Q&As with Ian and Lore? Well, Lore left the company. Lore's working over at... <laughs> oh, I forget where he's working now. But Lore, Lore left the company. He, he He's he's not uh, in charge of community management anymore. Actually, the guy that took his job, if I'm not mistaken, it is Athelis, who used to run Warcraft Radio uh, as, as a you know community project. But now he moved over. He's no longer running Warcraft Radio because he's actually handling Lore's job over at uh, Blizzard. So... Maybe we'll see him on a dev Q and A with Ian at some point. Although Ian, Ian and, and Josh did have a good rapport. I felt. I felt like Ian the two of them tired, worked, worked well together. Ian does look tired. I um, didn't think robots could look tired, but he made, he pulls it off. <laughs> no, he he needs a he 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 needs you know I, I he needs a good like month vacation. Like I hope after I hope after uh, Dragonflight launches because I can't imagine we'll give it to him now, right in the middle of uh, development time. I hope after Dragonflight launches, he gets a good like four to six weeks where he can just recharge and, and rest his back. No, man, he's already working on the next expansion. He might be. He might be. <laughs> but yeah, that was episode number 115 from September 5th, 2018. And I think that's going to wrap us up here for June 20th, 2022. Super. So this has been episode number 215 of Wow Talk. Thank you, everyone at home, for downloading and listening. Thank you to Heat Kings for the intro song. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you, everyone hanging out in the chat room. Tonight we had 420 Fit Cool, Odyssea, M1RC, Evanio, Lizzybeth, Mark DeLeonore, Obaba's Hut, Super 8, and the Mighty Buke. So thank you all for hanging out. We are at Wild Talk MTB on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Ray, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook with my name, and the URL there is Bishonen Nomiko, which is my Twitter handle, and for Discord with the pound sign 4932. And Eric, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook with my name or on Discord with Toretto pound sign 7645. And Harv, where can people find you? On Discord at Harv Pound Sign 8673. And I am at WikiBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore, and also over on Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we are currently you know, working our way through Mass Effect 3. Damn, that game is good. There's a We're in a bunch of episodes right now where like every episode something happened that just blew my mind. So... Uh, you know, go check that out if you like Mass Effect. It's really, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying talking about that. Check that out. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. And our next show recording, we are taking a month off. Uh, we're going to be taking a nice little break here, enjoying the summer, enjoying the 4th of July. So our next episode will be on July 18th, 2022 at 1030 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. So come hang out, you know, talk to us in the chat. Let us know, uh, you know, what you're doing in the game. 
Email us with any questions or comments at wowtalk at mash.gg. Let us know what you think about Blizzard and their monetization and Diablo Immortal and what you're doing in WoW and uh, the Dragonflight Alpha being on the catalog. Let us know what you think about that. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can on your favorite podcast platform of choice and visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon where you can support uh, this show by joining wow talk membership at a dollar 25 per episode or 250 per month or you can provide general support for two dollars a month and for those in the chat room please consider a twitch subscription if you can you can also check out our humble bundle affiliate link where we can donate or you can get codes for steam epic game store you play and more or check out our paypal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support and stay tuned to hear about other shows on the mesh those buttons network for ray eric and harv i'm nick hold them accountable see you guys see ya Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.